now. Kramer and Jess. Mornings on Mix 106.5. Yes, it is. What's up? Six o'clock club. You got through Monday. Three more sleeps. Okay. A little Nobody. far. little far. Three more sleeps. Almost retirement. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Uh, text us 410-583-1065. This is anyone in Maryland that's awake. First thing in the morning, we just shout you out. You could be heading to work, home from work, to school, home from school. You're just sitting there listening to the radio, whatever. Text us. 410-583-1065. Veronica is here. Good morning to beautiful Beverly, our kinder care ladies, Karen and Amber. Good morning to Jess R. from Westminster. Clever Kevin, uh, who else is up with us? Kathy in Parkville, Big Energy Lisa, Grace in White Marsh is here. Hope Dope, good morning. Christine, Mr. W from Meisterstown, Rhonda in Pasadena, Cindy in Westminster. We got Lisa with us, Carol of Eden, Losa Mill Nurse, Linda from Woodbine, Jay from Glen Burnie, and Anthony from Catonsville. Good morning. Are you wearing, even wearing your coat anymore, by the way? Your um, big old puffy coat? Do you even bring yeah, it anymore? Right okay, here. it's right there. I was, I'm kind of confused with this weather situation because it was this freezing is our, this morning. It was. Here's the problem. By the time you leave today, it's going to be a spring's day. It's going to be what? Mid 40s today. Not not giant coat weather for a lot of people. I'm not even wearing I've not put a coat on one time this whole entire winter. You're lying. You not, wore a coat when we went to dinner the other night. You had your big puffy one with the furry hood on. That, that was the only time. You lied. I <laughs> swear to you, that's the only time I've ever worn a coat. I was just thinking about that. I don't I don't wear one to work anymore. Cuz like I walk into work and I'm like I don't I literally like don't even need to. That's I don't crazy. even need to like throw one on. I've been wearing my puffy jacket for a couple mornings now. Just from my car to the door, it's cold. I literally have a beanie on for the first time this season, and I'm sweating. I literally take it off because I'm sweating. I don't even know how to handle this like not too cold winter thing. <laughs> like this like in between, kind of warm. No. 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 These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore top three, three. with Jess. Number three. Happy Black History Month for the month of February. We're taking a moment each day to honor black Americans and the accomplishments that are too often forgotten. And it was today in 1926 that Dr. Carter G. Woodson proposed and launched Black History Week, the forerunner, the forerunner to what ultimately became the annual February observance of Black History Month in 1976. He was born to slaves in 1875 in New Canton, Virginia, and he died in 1950 at the age of 74 in D.C. Dr. Woodson is remembered as a historian, journalist, and the father of black history, believing that if you don't know your history, then you are unable to really appreciate the true value of your culture. That's true. And when, when did he start the Black History Week? Uh, 1926. 26. Wow, okay. Number two. A Baltimore County woman and a man from Florida are facing federal charges in what's described as a national security case out of Baltimore. Yeah, what is this story? I saw the headline, but I still don't know what's happening with this. Yeah. Brandon Russell of Orlando with ties to a neo-Nazi group and Sarah Beth Clendaniel of Catonsville are accused of plotting what federal prosecutors say was a racially motivated attack on Baltimore's power grid, which is a key component of the nation's infrastructure. They planned to shoot up electrical substations in Norrisville, Reisterstown, and Perry Hall. Authorities say the attacks were motivated by a racist extremist ideology as 60% of Baltimore's residents are black. The special agent in charge of FBI's Baltimore office even noted that one of the suspects said the attacks were, quote, the greatest thing somebody can do. 
They are scheduled to make their first court appearances this afternoon um, in the state of Maryland and also in Florida. I just don't understand it. Like, this one is really bizarre. I don't think anything... To me, it was almost like post the Vegas shooting, everything has just been kind of like this weird blur of like anything can happen to me. This one, though, literally makes no sense. Mm -hmm. I don't understand like the power. Like, why would you go after the power? Again, I'm sure there's way more to this story. It's developing. But I also, aside from this being topical and something we need to speak about, I thought it was very important to do after our us mentioning Black History Month because yeah. that's devastating and you know this this is happening right now this is going on in our backyard and so it's very important to just to realize how, how much work still needs to sure. be done yeah number one tom brady has officially posted his first thirst trap since retirement less than a week since his announcement the seven-time super bowl champion stripped down to his undies on social media but apparently it was all because he was settling a bet he made in june of last year He posted the pic with the caption, did I do it right? And tagged his Brady brand clothing line. So uh, originally, he actually challenged fans that if a Brady brand post featuring male models and underwear got 40,000 likes, then he himself would recreate the photo. So that's exactly what he did. In other news, the 45-year-old champion has officially confirmed that, yes, he will begin his broadcasting career for Fox Sports, but not until next year. What's happening with our guy, though? He's going through it, yeah. That thirst trap was, you're telling me, oh, all of a sudden you have to, you're, you're, oh, wait, you're uh, fulfilling a wager from yeah. June of the last year. Anytime you see thirst traps, you got to be like, what's, so what's going on? You good or no? Nah? This okay. is Jess and that was your top three. If you know the answer, do not say it aloud, okay? But I want you to guess right now. They just named the oldest dog in the world. Guinness Book of World Records. What do you, how old do you think this guy is? We'll get into it today. Today in Dog News. Today in Dog News. Yeah, we're a, a dog-friendly show. You can always listen to the show with your dog. We don't get offended. <laughs> <laughs> Friggin' love dogs, man. I'm a, I'm a dog dad of a 14-and-a-half-year-old chihuahua. Her name is Kiki. She is hanging in there. Poor Kiki, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's like It's like watching. It's kind of like in, any senior dog parent knows this it's it's like even like an adult gets old yes you just like sit there and you're just like you good can I help you with anything you need anything yeah. you know uh so and kiki's never gonna live this old i know we ain't gonna make it to this old this they finally announced this week the guinness book of world records oldest dog do you want to guess how old it is by the way oldest dog uh like, what do you think a dog can live to? I think the oldest dog I ever knew was probably 20, 21. Like, really? If, you, if your dog lives to 21. That's crazy to me. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, okay. The oldest dog in the world. And don't shoot too high. Don't be like 300. Okay. <laughs> don't ruin the segment, please. How about how about uh, 32? Okay. So um, we would like to give a shout out to Bobby. He is a purebred bred Referio de... I, was, I tried to practice this before. I never heard this breed, but it's basically like a, a guardian dog. Think of like the the dog from... Yeah, give me a dog so I can picture it. Uh, think of any Disney movie where like the the dog is like the nanny as well. <laughs> like oh, those... wait. So wait, the, the nanny dog from Peter Pan? There you go. Looks like that. Okay. okay? Um, this dog, as of this week, the oldest dog, 30 years 
269 days. That would have been on the 4th, so now it would be 272 days old. 30 years, 272 years old. I'm 30 kidding. years old. 30 years old. What? Almost 30, now almost 31. Yeah. What is that in dog years? Oh, Lord. Uh, a lot. Super old. Well, let me put this in perspective for you. So before this... Bobby broke a century-old record by an Australian cattle dog that lived to be about 29 and 5 months. That was back in 1939. Really? Okay. So these two, by the way, have grown up together. His owner had him since he was 8 years old, so that's a long time. That's a long time to have him, right? Um, This breed of dog, by the way, usually lives to be about 13 years old. Wow. So, like, he's literally almost three times... The average age of that, I'm going to screw it up. Rafario Doe on Just think of the dog from Peter Pan. Congratulations to Bobby, and that's today in Dog News. This time tomorrow, we have a celebrity joining our show. And the celebrity is joining our show because they would like to wish Jess a happy engagement. I have given Jess literally. Very small intel on who this is. Zero intel, zero information. Because I want to see, I want you to go on like your gut intuition on this. Because before our uh, special guest or big celebrity appears tomorrow on the show, I want Jess to like use her intuition to try to guess who in the world. And this, I will say, this is going to be somebody meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. There will be. This is not just like it's not like oh. David Hasselhoff, you know, like it's, <laughs> why? It's, it's nobody on like a press junket that just happens to be coming on. Yeah. Like we knew Jonah Hill promo- promoting <laughs> his new Netflix movie. That'd be so it's random. Jonah Hill. <laughs> like what? You're like nice to see you, sir. Like congratulations on your wedding. Like that's so awkward. Yeah. No, this person is going to be meaningful <laughs> to you. Okay. okay. So I'm trying to have Jess guess who it is before we bring them on this time tomorrow. And I can also assure you there will be a meltdown on the radio this time tomorrow. So I hope no matter what you're doing Wednesday, you'll come back at this time and find out who it's going to be. Yesterday, you guessed Mystic Michaela. Yeah. A lot of you might be like, who the hell is that? She is actually a very famous, popular aura reader slash psychic medium, and she's the most famous person that Kramer has contact with. <laughs> My phone, she may be the most famous that person. That will actually respond to him, so that's why I, I thought her. Okay, so that was, that was I told you that was incorrect. Any idea of who this this celebrity might be? No, there's nothing more that I hate than guessing games. I, I have no idea. I know. If it had Ooh, to be a celebrity. A celebrity that would actually talk to you. Right, yes. That's what I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, I, I that see That actually you. respond to you. Yes. That you have a rapport with. I'm trying to think. Um, but but this, is, this, is, this is more you than me. Is this it Ryan Cabrera? Ryan Cabrera. 90s or 2000s. Is it Nelly? But, uh, Nelly. You know, I promoted that man's album. You did. Heartland. Heartland. You promoted that harder than anyone else. If anyone else promoted that Well, Nelly's who do you want to go with? Do you want to go with Ryan Cabrera or do you want to go with... I'm going to go with Nelly because he was here. He was re- he was recently here. <laughs> okay. Jess's guest for her celebrity, for her engagement was Nelly. To sing Dilemma to me live <laughs> on the air. <laughs> I'll tell you a dilemma. Get married, am I right?
Uh, it's not Nelly. Oh. It is not Nelly. Heartland did me dirty. So, who could it be? This time tomorrow, I cannot believe I'm even about to say this. Like, why did I just get so nervous to talk about this? Uh, probably because I never thought I would say this word on the radio. Never thought this was me. You guys, I'm going to admit for the very first time, I'm commitment phobic. Okay. <laughs> All of us are like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Y'all, I, I am, I am, and let me say, let me say this for the very first time on the radio. I am a commitment phobic person. Wow. Now, let me tell you why that may be such a shocker to me is because mm. for the last five years, what have I said? I'm not scared of a relationship. I'm ready to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. I argued for so long that I really enjoyed just kind of casually dating, having fun. So if you've been listening to the show for the last couple of weeks, you probably heard me, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks ago being like, yo, listen, I, I think I'm, I mean, I, I feel like I'm ready for a relationship. Yeah. I feel like I'm ready to find a partner. We had a psychic that came on the air that said, you're going to meet your partner. Mm-hmm. Prediction. And... That kind of like snapped me into, am I ready for a, am I ready to be in a committed relationship? If you're new to our show, I'm, yeah, I'm five years divorced and just have kind of been casually dating, you know, like a little here, a little there. Um, and I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said, you guys, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And ever since then. You're like, I'm not ready. <laughs> I have been in an absolute panic. Yeah. An absolute panic. Mm-hmm. I think that once you, and, and I don't know anyone that's divorced, I don't know if you went through this or not, or maybe you've ever been through something like this before in your life, even if you're not divorced, but I'm going through a really weird phase right now where as much as I'm ready for a relationship, I am so terrified to be in one. Yeah. Didn't think I was. Did all, all of these fears of divorce, the affair, the insecurities all this stuff, which I didn't thought, think I had anymore mm -hmm. because I never really put effort into a, a, a full relationship. Well, I, I was just like, oh, yeah, like if you date kind of casually, you never have to worry about these things coming up because you don't put a lot of stock into the relationships. Yeah, avoiding like the issues that you needed to work through. But now that I'm like ready to do this, mm -hmm. I am freaking terrified. Since like for like three weeks now. I've been sitting here just like I'm not I'm not sleeping <laughs> like I'm so I'm so anxious all the time yeah. of like all these insecurities that I had post divorce that I thought were gone. Mm -hmm. I did a whole podcast episode on this. If any of this resonates to you, I have a podcast called Certified Mama's Boy. I released an episode on Monday yesterday calling it uh, the ugly truth. But, you know, everyone's I know everyone's kind of like, well, what's happening? You know, everyone's like, well, the psychic said you were going to meet somebody. We're so excited. We want to know what's happening. Y'all, the honest to God truth is right now I'm like taking a step back because. Reevaluate. I'm commitment phobic. Mm -hmm. Like I'm shocked. Now, now, now. These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore top three, three. with Jess. Number three. A Baltimore County woman and a man from Florida are facing federal charges in what's being described as a national security case out of Baltimore. 
Brandon Russell of Orlando with ties to a neo-Nazi group and Sarah Beth Clendaniel of Catonsville are accused of plotting what federal prosecutors say was a racially motivated attack on Baltimore's power grid, which is a key component of the nation's infrastructure. They plan to shoot up electrical substations in Norrisville, Reisterstown, and Perry Hall. Authorities say the attacks were motivated by a racist extremist ideology as 60% of Baltimore's residents are black. Court documents indicate Clendaniel and Russell met while both were in jail at separate facilities. Russell for having bomb-making materials and Clendaniel for robbing a convenience store while armed with machete. Both are on probation. They are scheduled to make their first court appearances this afternoon in Maryland and in Florida. The story is so demented to me. I've been thinking about it all morning, and I'm like, I don't even know what really to make of it, because, and, and, and by the way, we shouldn't be able to make something out of this. No. Like, we should be able to look at this and be like, what in the world? Like, It's terrifying, heartbreaking. I don't want to be like the the, the dooms stayer, but like, that would have been really terrible if mm-hmm. that would have actually happened. Um, but I think it's also really important to point out, because I think a lot of people... They're like, ah, I think we're pretty good on race relations. Right, we're not. I'll speak for white people for a second. I think sometimes we are just ignorant to what's happening around us. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's really scary. That's really scary. Number two. Fox is officially sold out of all of its Super Bowl commercial inventory. Peak prices ended up rising above $7 million for a 30-second commercial. Vice President and Ad Sales Mark Evans said the sellout actually came at the end of the month, and it took longer than usual to get all the space filled because a lot of the major companies have been going through some shakeups in recent months. That's true. It's mm-hmm. not like we had. It's not like the economic times. I'm surprised they're still going for that much. 30 seconds. For how many million? Sorry. Seven. Seven million. Seven million dollars for 30 seconds. What? You know how many commercials you can buy on Mix 1065, by the way? If y'all got $7 million to spend, y'all call us. Number one. This is insane. Han Solo's blaster from the original Star Wars Ugh. trilogy is breaking the record for the most expensive prop gun ever sold at an auction. The blaster was one of three used by Harrison Ford during the filming of 1977's Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, Illinois-based Rock Island auction says it sold for $1,057,500. That Y'all, listen, I'm not a Star Wars person. I don't get it. I don't get this Star Wars fandom. But, like, how can I argue that? There's somebody willing to pay that much money? They needed that in their home. They needed so it. So bad. So badly. That they're willing to pay over $1 million so they can feel like Han Solo. Do you know how many commercials you could buy on Mix 1065 for $1 million? My, my question is, like, are they, you know, are they going in the ra- in the house pretending that they're Han Solo? Or are they, like, keeping it in a glass case? Do we know who bought this? Does it say anything about this person? No. Is this person married or single, you think? I don't- <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, like, this has got to be the world's nerdiest human being. Or, like, the coolest human being. Right. And nowhere in between no, those two. one or the other. I got to do some research on this. That's it. That's wild. This is Jess, and that was your top three. We are on the search for Maryland's weirdest love story this Valentine's Day season. And it could be you. We know there are some love stories out there right now in the state that really are just 
bizarre. Bizarre, unconventional, not your typical, you know, hey, nice to meet you from a mutual friend or in the bar or the grocery store. He could have been your preacher. <laughs> I don't know. You, you could have met because you were both going to grab the last carton of eggs at the grocery store. And now three years later, here you are married. I mean, I don't know. We don't know what your love story is, but we're trying to find out who in the state does have the weirdest yes. of love stories. And now you guys ended up together. Jess right now is our current standing with the weirdest love story in the state. Jess, remind us with you and Garage Boy we're looking before we search again for you to call in and on take the, the title. So on the second day that I met Garage Boy, we... Uh, hung out in my parents' garage on my mom's birthday, and that's where he got his name, Garage Boy, and before he left, I said, see you never, because I <laughs> thought I was never going to see him again, and now we're getting married next year. <laughs> and he is my soulmate, and I love him. Didn't think. It was just supposed to be a little fun time in your parents' garage. Yeah. And now, look at you guys. Mm -hmm. That's what we're looking for. Like a weird love story. Is that you? Can your love story, like when you think back on your story with you and your partner, you're like, man, we can beat that. We actually have a trophy that we are going to give the person on Valentine's Day that's the last person standing with the weirdest love story. Let's compete right now. Uh, this is Trisha from Easton. Hi, Trisha. Good morning. Good morning. You think you can beat it? I do. All right. <laughs> we will give you 60 seconds. That's all you get to tell us your weird love story. and starts right now. Okay. Um, I met my now husband. Um, I was 17 years old. He was only 19. We fell for each other hard, and I immediately got pregnant. Things got crazy. He was in love with me, and I wanted to take a break for a while because I was young and scared. Yeah. And so I broke up with him, and he was heartbroken. He sent court papers to my house and hired a private investigator because I literally up and moved to Florida in the middle of the night with the baby. Oh, gosh. And for, 30 I was seconds, gone, for two, gone for two years, and I came back, and we he kicked his girlfriend out, moved me in, and then we've been together for uh, 15 years, and then we decided to finally get married. And we have two kids together, and we've been happy ever since. You got about, you very precisely said, you got about <laughs> 10 more seconds if you want to add anything to it. Um, it's just been hard, you know, throughout the years. Well, I'm we sure. Haven't I'm sure. No, right. but this is two seconds. It is a. It is a. That is a lot. That's a roller coaster. <laughs> that is a of roller emotions, coaster, Trisha. Just of love, yeah. I would say. So you yeah. run away. He was engaged at the time too, and he kicked her out and moved me in. <laughs> oh, and then from yeah. that point on, you guys have been together, and it's been 15 Ever years. Since. Yep, and then we got married five years ago, and um, so we've been married for five years now. Yep. Okay, so I'm the judge of love because if anybody knows love, it's me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I still got to give it to Jess. Really? Because let she me tell you. No, I know. I know. I'm not saying it wasn't a crazy love story. Yeah. But it's not a weird love story, and I think okay. that's the difference that we're having here. If we're going mm. for the weirdest love story, okay, it's still going to be Jess because they again met, hooked up in her parents' garage, never thought they'd see each other again, got engaged. Right. Mm. With you guys, you had trials and tribulations for sure, which a lot of couples are going to go through. Right. But this doesn't strike me as weird. I don't get me wrong. I'm happy no, in I my heart. <laughs> I'm glad you guys have made it this long. And that's an amazing love yeah. story, It Trisha. is. But if it comes to the weirdest, Jess, I got, I got to leave it with you. Okay. I got to leave it with you today. Trisha, thank you for competing. I don't know that anyone's going to be able to beat your weird love story. I hope that they can. Does it sound crazy if I try to invite Justin Bieber to my wedding? <laughs> 
is a ten-year-old who's really savvy. Just gets advice with Dear Abby. Mix 106.5. I don't even know what she's going to say, but the answer is yes. Is it? It's absolutely insane. Or is it a dream? I don't even know what that means. Oh. Well, it's, uh, it's time for our Dear Abby segment. In case you don't know who Abby is, introduce them. Abby is my 10-year-old niece, and she lives in California. I'm very close with my family, and Abby likes to tell everybody what to do. So now I just talk to her about different things that are going on in my life, and I get her advice. And typically, you go through, you talk to her about pretty relatable, sane ideas that a lot of couples go through or people go through. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Well, I just like, I see videos online of celebrities showing up to people's weddings or surprising them in the hallways of their hotel as they're about to go to their ceremony and serenade them in the hallway. And I'm thinking like, could this be me? Okay. Let's turn to 10-year-old Abby and get some advice on this. Can I ask you for some advice? Yeah. If I send a DM to Justin Bieber asking him to perform at my wedding... How likely do you think it is for him to respond? I have seen things on TikTok of normal people like myself sending DMs to celebrities, asking people to perform at their wedding, show up at their wedding, help with their wedding. And sometimes it works. First off, I just want to say most things on TikTok are fake. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the question is, where are you getting this information? I've seen stories. Like, I've seen stories. Like, is it is it 100% true and does it happen 100% of the time? No. But has it worked and have, like, celebrities made random appearances or, like, randomly showed up? Yeah. What do you think the DM needs to say to get the message across of how important it would be and how much it would mean to me? Dear Justin Bieber, hello. My name is Jess. Um... I'm an influencer and I do a podcast and I do radio in Baltimore and it would be a dream if you come, if you came to my wedding and played for me. <laughs> Thanks, Av. Love you. Love you. Oh, that'll get him. Yeah. yeah they, oh, really? Right. You're an influencer? Yeah. But this is a real thing. Snoop okay. Dogg has done it. I've seen Tom okay. Hanks show up. I've seen Taylor Swift show up. I'm like, just, this is an actual thing. I'm just, I, and I want to have an honest conversation with you for a second. Mm-hmm. How much are you being serious right now? And how much is this just for like a radio reaction? I mean, have I drafted the DM that I'm sending to Justin Bieber? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> is it out of character for me to literally DM celebrities when I have something no, to discuss with them? That's true. No, it's not. You know me. Jess, you know I'm, how I'm serious no, yeah, I am. Whenever Jess gets like an emotional connection with a celebrity, like, and we're talking just like, who was that one time? You Somebody you reached out of the blue. Bruno Mars. That's right. We Br- hadn't heard from him in a really long time yeah. before he started touring. And I reached out to him and I said, Bruno, I just want to check in with you. We haven't seen you. I want you to know I love you. My family loves you. The last <laughs> album. And I just want to know. I just want to make sure you're okay because it, I haven't seen you in a long time. This wasn't even for the radio. No. Like, this it was, wasn't even like a thing. On my own time. Okay, send him a DM. Send, send Justin Bieber a DM. Inviting him to your wedding. Okay. Like, will you do that when you're a mom, Jess? Would that be a thing you do? Obviously, I'm talking about a kid leash, not like a dog leash. Like a, a kid leash. Let me tell you why. They just came out with a new survey. And I think it asked some pretty controversial kid questions. Mm-hmm. Like how to raise your kid and like where Maryland parents stand on certain issues. Yeah. And one of those, of course, is... Do you think it's okay to put your toddler on a leash? Is that now socially acceptable to you? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Yes or no? And I'll tell you what most Maryland parents said in a second. The only time I would want to use a leash with my future children is if we're <laughs> at an amusement park. Other than that, though, no? Mm-mm. Why? You seem like you're... 
Just because, and, and and not like, you know, just like letting them walk wherever they want. I would be, I would walk with them and hold their hand as if there was no leash there. I would just like the security of knowing that they're attached to me in such a massive crowd of people. Man, I used to be such a kid leash hater. I used to be such a hater. I'm like, why in the world? This is not an animal. This is a child. You would not put your child on a leash. As I've gotten older, not only if I have a child, will they be on a leash 24-7. <laughs> Next to me, I will have it attached to the crib, which is next to my bed. I will also then have them in a bubble. <laughs> I, I listen. Forty-eight percent of people in Maryland now say it's fine mm-hmm. to use a kid leash whenever you want to. Socially acceptable, but not an issue. Thirty-four percent of parents say they don't think so. Other ones are kind of in between the two. For almost half people now say kid leash is fine. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have felt that way ten years ago. Really? Let me give you another controversial thing. We're talking about a survey that came out asking kind of controversial kid questions. Do you think it's okay to post photos and videos of your baby on social media? Have you been seeing more and more people starting to like block their yeah. baby with an emoji? I got some I got some parent friends. They never show their kid on social media. They're too really? scared. They're scared of like what and scary stuff does happen. Yeah. So what do you think? How about you? I mean, you're yeah, you're I think you're gonna have inside Jess is gonna do an Instagram live from inside the womb. Yeah, you guys are gonna be in the delivery room <laughs> with me, live streaming. We're gonna be having discussions. I'm like the wrong person to ask about that. I would do it. I don't have a problem with it if I had a kid. Uh 39% of parents in Maryland said don't do it. Mm-hmm. So still most agree it's fine, but forty percent say it's almost half. Yeah. So they don't like it. How about this one? Is it okay to entertain your baby with a smartphone? Please, duh. Is it okay to entertain your baby with a smartphone? You're fine with it? Yes. Obviously, it can't just be like their own form of communication and love. I can't be like completely absent, but like, yeah, I think that's fine. You think most parents agree with that or no? Yes. At least- 52% of parents- Said no? Said no. Interesting. Majority of parents in Maryland said it's not okay to entertain your baby with a smartphone. 16% said not sure. 31% said sure, do what you got to do. And I, listen- I used to be the same way. No way my kids haven't getting seen no cell phone until they're 25. Mm-hmm. But I think as I see more parents, I'm like, I get it. Okay, like they got to be in a bubble with a cell phone. That's it. All right, last question, kind of controversial. At what age is a kid no longer a baby? Aww. At what age is a kid no longer a baby? Like, a what would you baby. say that age is? So wait, so the from baby to toddler? Yeah, like well, you can't say this is my baby anymore. Like, what's the age? But does thing? anyone say this is my toddler? Don't you always say baby? Give me a, give me a number. When is a, when is a, when is a child no longer a baby? Oh, this makes me sad. After four, eighteen months. No. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it, give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 106.5 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com.